We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so our final segment, we are going to talk about where things stand. We're going to talk about each position group. Are they a championship-level group, and are they going to be, in our opinion, a championship-level group moving well, forward? Yeah, right? like sort of, yeah. I mean, like so we're, we're not going to focus as much on what's there now right, for 2024, but from what we saw in 23, is was that good enough to be a championship-caliber team? And just overall as a defense – Vince, overall, yes, they were. They were. This team was good enough to be a championship offense defense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, you need to close out Ohio State a little bit better. There's no excuse for having 10 guys in the field those last two plays. None. None. But you still held Ohio State 17 points. Sure. That that should have been good enough for a win. You gave up a you gave a, a touchdown fewer points against them than Michigan did. They scored 24 against Michigan. You gave up fewer points to Ohio State than you than the Penn State gave up. Two teams are ranked ahead of you in scoring defense. That should have been good enough. The 33 against Louisville, that was not on the defense. Anyone that watched that game knows that was not on the defense. Right, right. Uh, Clemson game, first half, they didn't play well. Of course, you had the muff punt, and there were some things the offense did to help, but still, they didn't make enough stops. But that happens to everybody. I mean, Washington is in the national title game because their offense. Their offense did not show up to play against Oregon State. They scored 22 points. They didn't play well in that game, right? Mich- Michigan is a team that is is in the title game because of their defense. There have been times when their defense didn't play great. Now they were able to get a, get away with it because their schedule is so terrible. But every no matter how good you are, you're going to have off days. You just are, right? You're going to have off days. Overall, this defense to me was a championship defense. Agreed. There are parts of it, however, that we'll get into that aren't quite there for me but we'll get into it we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So let's go position by position, Vince. Or did you want to bring up the thing that you... that you? Well, when we get to that position, I will. Okay. Yeah, okay. when we get to that position. So you start front to back like we usually do. Let's start mm-hmm. with the defensive line. Defensive line, are they where they need to be? Is this an elite group that can win you a championship? I'm going to say no, not yet. It was close, but not yet. And the reason I'm going to say that is, is because what made Notre Dame so good this year was the defensive line was way better. They were, in my opinion, up the middle, about as close as you can get without being elite up the middle. But they're not there yet. The big end position, the defensive end position was, but the, the the lack of play, the lack of plays on the ball from the defense and the struggles at Viper to me, Vince, are the two things that keep it from being elite. But it was very, very good. Very, very good. And and my point is, could this defense defensive line by itself put the team on its shoulders and carry them? It did a few times, but the corner this it, it played off of how good the secondary was, in my yeah. opinion. Right, right. But it was very, very good. It's not quite elite yet, in my opinion. I think it will be next year, or it can be next year, but you're going to have to get improvements in some areas. That's going to be the key. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like they're not elite at the Viper position. I, I mean, I'll, I'll say that's the spot where they really need to. It's a very mediocre position. I mean, that's it's very mediocre. This year. You can't say that a, an entire position or group is elite if you've got a mediocre part of it. I mean, I, I think that's that's unless part of it's not main. an important part of it, right? But that is like that is. Notre Dame yeah. can have an elite linebacking core without having an elite rover. Sure, yeah. that's a good point, right? Because you can ma- you can mask not having an elite rover with a nickel or with right. a, a million different ways, right? Right. Yeah, it's just not a, a huge playmaking position. It doesn't have to be. Right. That's not true of Viper. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why I, I agree with you. I thought I was going to have to argue with you on this one. I was going to say I didn't think that they were elite because of the no, position. So. It's just like to me, the whole defense just as a whole, it's kind of like the sum was greater than the individual parts. Sure. In a lot of instances. So I think there's people are going to be surprised. There's really only one position that I would consider as a position was elite. And that's a part of. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like you had an elite safety. But, but did you have safety. an elite safety position? No, you right. didn't. Because an elite safety position makes that play on third 19, 19 against sure. Ohio State or picks that ball off. I mean, it's just it's just the fact. 
You know, I mean, you just you they make those plays. And and so um, but yes, we'll continue. But but defensive line wise, they were close. They were close. They were out. They were a top 10 defensive line, borderline top five. But for you to be elite to me, you need to be top five, in yeah. my opinion. Sure. That's what no, that's fair. No, I think that's totally fair. And just like oh. off time, I'd say they're probably like seven or eight defensive okay. line wise. So they were close. They're in there. They're in the neighborhood. Break, <clears throat> if you want to break the two positions down, I think you could argue that they were elite up the middle. Okay. I mean, you had a second team All American. Riley Mills is outstanding. You had sure. great depth. I mean, Gabriel Rubio goes down and Donovan Heinish steps in and you don't miss a beat. Right. You know what I mean? And then Rubio comes back. He plays well. Jason Onye did some really nice things. Like you were pretty good this year on a defensive tackle. Defensive end, you were really good at one spot. You were mediocre at the other. As a whole, the defensive line to me was not elite. But I think you could argue that if you just want to take inside versus outside and you just want to talk about the inside vents, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, I think you could argue that the defensive tackle position group was elite this season. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I, I, I don't, I can't say that Javante Jean Baptiste was elite. No, he was, was really pretty good. He was really yeah. good. Yeah, he was really good. Exceeded expectations. You know that kind of a deal. But I don't think he was elite. Uh, but I do think the guys in the middle were elite. So I, I do agree with you on that. I do. But then you've got a severe drop off at Viper throughout the whole year. Throughout the whole year. Yeah. Uh, so let's go linebacker. Let's go. No, no, right. it, it was not elite. It was really good, but it wasn't yeah. elite. It wasn't. They just They're weren't enough. Top 10, I'd say top 15. I'd say top 10. I think Would they were you? top okay. 10 because of how, but like they're bottom of the top 10 and there's a difference between them and like the top, top group. There just, to me, just wasn't enough production for them to be considered elite. They were very good right. this year. Right. There's just, there's no elite player in that group. There's no like guy that you're arguing for like, why wow, that guy, I mean, when they made Namaris Leofal like a semifinalist for the Buckus Award, we were kind of like, what? Seriously? Like, no, sorry. He wasn't that guy. That, I, that shocked me more yeah. than anything I saw from the postseason yeah. awards. Shot just yeah. absolutely blew my mind. Blew my mind. I was mind. like, no. And he did some really nice things this year. And, and I love what Maris did. And I love how he ended his career. But I just feel like for you to be an elite group, you need a lot more production than they right. got from that position. Absolutely correct. No, yeah. completely, I completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. I, I mean, yeah, the the linebackers. This they they epitomized the the sum is greater than the parts. Yes, yeah. That they this group right here epitomizes that for yeah. me uh, because I thought the group played well. I thought the group overall they they complemented each other well. I thought they made plays. I thought they did what they needed to do, but there was there was no elite individual right there there was there was nobody up for the best linebacker in the country legitimately uh in my opinion it just wasn't there just wasn't when i watch penn state and i think penn state's overrated but like when i watch curtis jacobs and and abdul carter and colby king and and that linebacking core i'm just like that's an elite linebacking core right like that's that's what an elite linebacking unit looks like right and i just don't think this group was there Agreed. Again, they were really good, and I'm not trying to take away from sure uh, take anything away from them, but they weren't they weren't that they weren't elite. Right, they were very good. And to your point, part of what made Notre Dame so good this year, Vince, was that they were just really good everywhere. 
but you know, to me, to be elite as a unit, you need three guys that are that are really outstanding, right? Or you need at least one elite guy. That's so, the key. Yeah. So this is where my question was going to come in because we are talking a little bit about next year. And I just want to throw this in there. We're talking about tackles for loss. Do you think with some of the guys that are going to be inserted into the linebacking core, they have an opportunity for more tackles for loss because of the rise in athleticism and length? Yeah, I think so. Length. Okay. I think so. Like with Drake Bowen and if, if right. Jalen Steed plays more of a role next year, you know, I think Jack Kaiser is going to be putting some more playmaking spots next year. Now, I do not want Jack Kaiser to be a full-time inside linebacker. I want to see him moved all around. Right. But he will play inside at times, and I think if if they use him correctly inside, that gives him a chance to, to make more plays in the ball. He's a much more disruptive player on a per-snap basis than the other linebackers, in my opinion. Uh, could that result in more tackles for loss? Potentially. But when I look at, like, Drake Bowen and – and and uh, Jalen Sneed and Jaden Allsbury and Kingston Villiama Asa. Do I think those guys bring more potential playmaking production? Yes, they do. They're going to make more mistakes moving forward. Right. But the talent level, the length, the athleticism of next year's group is so much better than this one. Yeah. And that's where I think it has a chance to be that. Now, will they be elite next year? Probably not because you're going to probably have too, too many young. mistakes. Yeah, I feel like but 25. They're gonna have, yeah, the production. Give them a year under the belt of actually playing. I think this depth chart has a chance to be elite at the linebacker position. I, I, I would be very surprised if that was the case in 24. I think you kind of, if we're just talking linebackers, right? I think I'm looking at 25 as an right. opportunity for that group to be elite. Yes. I think it's going to be really good next year, but it's going to be more flashy. Yeah. With the younger players. And yeah. that's okay. That's, I mean, that's, sure. you can, you can, there's, there, it's okay. Yeah. But it does put more pressure on the defensive line next season to step up and be better. This is true. And because they're going to have to protect those guys to a degree right. because right. they're going to be so, because, you know, not all the time young, but like, we'll talk about this when we actually do like looking forward and breaking the positions down. But I could even see the defensive end position being even more productive next year than it was this year. Yeah. Yeah. With Burnham and, and RJ Oban compared sure. to Nana and Javante Jean Baptiste. Sure. So that's part of my thought process of it being elite next year too. It just has to, it has to get better in my right. opinion. Right. So let's keep moving back. Let's go corners. And you kind yes. of uh, teased your way into the corners. I, not even a tease. It's flat. It was really good. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, I think Notre Dame had the best cornerback room in college football this year. Right. I, I, I it's debatable, but, for I mean, meaning it's debatable, meaning like someone can make a case and I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying. I don't agree with it, but I see what you're saying. For me, it's 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 a no-brainer. With all right. due respect to Alabama, with all due respect to Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, and other teams that had really, really good corners, I, I'm not trading these, the, 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 the four that they had for four. anybody. And yes, if you want to throw Thomas Harper in that conversation, because he's more of a corner than he is a safety, that, that there's nobody. Right. There's nobody that was better than Notre Dame's group. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, they're top five. The point is, if you're going to debate it, you're not debating are they in the top five or not. You're debating if they're number one or not. Correct. So whether they're one or two, or they're five. still elite. Right. Yeah, they're, or they're five. Still, they're, they're still a championship elite. level. Yeah. They're still elite. You yeah. can still win a championship with yeah. those guys. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, I'm not right. trading Notre Dame's corners for Alabama's as good as they are. I'm not trading for Penn State's as good as they are. I'm not trading them for Michigan's as good as they are. I'm not trading for Georgia's as good as they are. And I'm not trading for Ohio State's as good as they are. You know, because like all those teams had a guy that you could argue was as good or better than anyone in the name had, but nobody had the one-two punch 
that Notre Dame had. You could argue if you accept the premise that Cam Hart is Notre Dame's best corner, you could argue that Kool-Aid McKinstry's as good as him. You could argue that that Will Johnson's as good as him. You could argue that Denzel right. Burke's as good as him. You could, you know what I mean? But what you can argue is that their number two is as good as Benjamin Morrison, right? In my opinion. And then if you flip it and you say Benjamin Morrison's Notre Dame's best corner, okay, fine. He had more production and all that. You can't tell me that their number two is better than Cam Hart. It's, right. so it's the same argument no matter who you think is Notre Dame's number one. Sure. And then when you talk about what they're bringing off the bench with Christian Gray and Jaden Mickey, the way they played, it, it's like I just don't see anybody being better. So we could have a show and I, we could bring a Michigan guy on who would d- debate that they're – Theirs are better, and he'd have a good case. And you could bring a Bama guy on who could make that argument. He'd have a good case because Kool-Aid McKinstry is an elite corner, and Terry Arnold's a good corner. I think he's a little overrated, but he's a pretty good corner. It's still a very good duo. And, you know, Penn State's guy could come on. His his argument would be less compelling because I think both of Notre Dame's corners are better than their best corner, but it's still a pretty good tandem with Johnny Dixon. You know, but, but at the end of the day, Anyone that's actually watched Notre Dame cannot come away thinking this isn't a top five quarterback group in my opinion. Right. And if you are, then you don't know what you're talking about. I will I, that I will say. If you're going to tell me that there may be a group or two better, fine. If you're going to tell me it's not top five, I will lose respect for you as an analyst. And I'll well, tell you, you, you're you letting, didn't watch Notre Dame this year, and you're letting your passion get in the way of your analysis. If that's the case, well, you know I'd say you're, you're letting your bias. You're, bias. you're assuming yeah, that, because of what Notre Dame has yeah. been in the past that you're assuming that they're right. not elite now because they don't have a first round draft pick prospect or whatever the case may be right that you're you're but but just the the level of their play is as good as anybody in the country in my opinion and the film tells you that and the statistics tell you that right it all tells you that right mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, one more position on defense, safety, where Notre Dame has their All-American. It's But it's not about one guy. It's about the group. Right. And so thoughts on, on this particular group at safety? It was top Dame. 10. Okay. It wasn't top five. It was a very good group. And obviously they had a top five safety. They had an yes. elite safety. I mean, and, and yeah. you know, like ESPN actually, like they had Xavier Watts ranked as the number 25 player in college football this year. Just fair. I mean, it's fine. I, I probably am a little higher, but it's fine. But they, they pointed out what we've been pointing out. All of his turnovers resulted in points. <laughs> you know, like that's the reality of it. They, 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 somebody just said Benjamin Morrison's a first round. No, he's not. He's a sophomore. He can't go into the draft. So he can't be a first round pick. You can't be a first round pick if you can't go in the draft. So anyway, before I get sidetracked, <laughs> but he was an elite player. 
But there was a big drop off between him and DJ Brown, who again was really steady this year. Right. But in two big games that they lost, DJ and Xavier had chances to make plays in cut clutch moments. And in both instances, DJ failed in both instances, and Xavier didn't make the play he needed to against Ohio State on the tackle of Travion Henderson. Right now, it wasn't all his fault. Cam Hart got held on the play, but he needs to make that play. Louisville game similar, right? And so. And then the drop-off from DJ to Ramon Henderson was stark. Yeah. And it was stark. Ramon struggled this year, in my opinion. Yeah. He did. So there just wasn't the depth. Like, part of what makes the cornerback room in the top five is that you you lost Benjamin Morrison before the pit game started, and you lost lost, um, Cam Hart during the first half. So you're playing your backups. Yeah, yeah. With Christian Gray and Jaden Mickey. Right. Like you didn't miss a beat. Right. And so yeah, I look at it and I'm like, that's that's elite. And and Pitt had decent receivers. So it's not like Pitt didn't have good receivers and they right. just put them on just put them on clamps. That let that's me, when you know you're good. I mean let me go ahead. They didn't miss a beat against Oregon State. As good as Cam Hart was, they they go out and play Jaden Mickey and Christian Gray, and it didn't miss a beat. And Christian Gray was making plays, man. Yeah. Didn't miss <laughs> a beat. Yeah. And that's yeah. part of what makes it so good is it's just the depth is is I mean if there's a lot of teams on Notre Dame's schedule that would love to have Notre Dame's backup corners, Jaden Mickey and Christian Gray. Oh, nobody's begging to have Notre Dame's third and fourth safeties as their starting right. safeties. Nobody. True. True. Notre Dame's but, not trying to get those guys to be starters. Right. Next year. Right. So, yeah. Let me rephrase the question for you just for fun. Let's just say secondary. Notre Dame's yes. secondary. Yes. Are they elite? Elite, yes. As okay. a group, they are. Because you okay. had you had an elite corner room and and one elite safety. And then so you're like, and then you had a really good nickel. And yeah, that one safety position wasn't wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Right. So as a whole. And when you have yes, all those other good. guys, you I'm not saying you can cover up for that yeah. safety, but there's certain things that you can do. Yeah. And and that's just like any position football yeah. for the most part. You can if you've got elite guys everywhere. And I'm just talking about the secondary, obviously. If you've got elite yeah. guys everywhere, you can do some things to kind of hide a guy or, right. or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I agree with you. I just right. wanted to hear what you'd have to say when we talk about the secondary as a whole. Right. Yeah. That's the point yeah. is as a unit, they're elite. Yeah. As When you break them into safety and corner, the safeties aren't elite as a whole. Even though they have an elite safety in the group, Right. It just the depth isn't there and yeah. the number two just wasn't quite impactful. Like when I look at other teams one two punch at safety, their number two was really good, where Notre Dame's was just really solid and steady and you know, good player. But again, in the big moments, they couldn't step up and make right. those plays. Right. That's the reality of it. Right. And so you, you need that to break them down. But like as a group. It was really, really good. So elite yeah. on the back end as a whole, yeah. top five secondary. You could argue they were the best secondary college football this year. You could argue that. as, as Take them together. Yeah. Uh, that's more debatable, but I, I uh, they're in the conversation. They're definitely top five. If, they're, if you're debating for number one, they're right. obviously definitely As a unit, put them together. Yeah. Right. Defensive line, top 10. Linebacking core, top 10. Defensive line, borderline top five, but not in the top five. Linebacker, closer to being out of the top ten than right. in the top five. There are different spots at the top yeah. ten. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
So, and, and, and if someone were to tell me that the linebacking core was more top 15 than top 10, I wouldn't push back on it too right. hard. You know, and, and again, top 10 is just more of a gut feel as right. opposed to. It's not like you've got like a list of, of teams yes. or anything. Yes. It's, it, yeah. yeah. It's like when you were yeah. talking about recruiting, you're like, that's a top 100 guy or that's right. a top 250 guy. It's not like you've got a list of guys and he's 87, you know what right. I mean? Or whatever the case may be. It is. Yeah. That, that is the look of a top 100 right. guy. Right. Right. I, I agree with that yeah. completely. Yeah. Because that can fluctuate, obviously, year yeah. to year and all of that. D-line, I've put more thought into that, and I'm more confident saying that it's a top five. It's a borderline top five group, but not quite there yet. Secondary, I've okay. put a lot of thought into that. I haven't done that for linebacker because I just – my gut never made me think, gee, I wonder where they stack up against the best. Like, I thought that sure. for the D-line in the secondary. Sure. At times, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've yes. never thought that. Right. For the defensive line to get into that top group, they need to be more disruptive on the ball, more tackles for loss, you know, more, more turnover worthy plays, whether they be sacks, strip sacks, batted balls that get picked off. It's not just about sacks. Like if the sack number doesn't go up next year and I bet you 20 bucks, Marcus Freeman and Al Gold will tell you the same thing. I don't care about what our sack number was. Don't care. But they do want their, the, the, the hits on the quarterback to go up the consistency of the pass rush to be better. That would be an improvement. Right, And then, of course, being more impactful in the run game. That's the biggest need for the D-line. If they can do more of that next year, Vince, then I would argue that they have a chance to be a top-five group. Because I, I'll say right. this, I, I think just athletically, Notre Dame's going to be a better defensive line next year, athletically. As you see Josh Burnham start playing more, as you see R.J. Oban get here, you know, the, the Josh Burnham-R.J. Oban one-two punch is going to be more athletic than the the duo of – um, Javante Jean-Baptiste and Nano Safa Mensa, just sure. athletically, you know. And then this year, you, you look at, um, you know, Jordan Patelho and Junior Tillamaca, but you're going to throw Bubakar Traore probably in their Viper yep. next year. Yeah. I mean, he, and that he was listed as the initial backup at both defensive end positions for the bowl game. Yeah. You know the number, means, one so. of the number three. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, right. oh, yeah he took right. Josh Burnham's role in that regard. Yeah. That's where Burnham was all year. Yeah. But they had Burnham at, at, at the field end position. So, so he's going to get, he's going to get some clock next exactly. year. And, exactly. And uh, it'd be fun to watch. Well, as long as he does what they hope he's going right. to do this off season. Fair, he's a guy, you talk about moving forward. It's, it's guys like him. that are going to determine whether or not Notre Dame can be an elite defensive line next year. Sure. It's going to be Josh Burnham's. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be, um, Bubakar Traore breaking out. It's going to be Jason Onye taking that next step on top of Riley Mills being more productive. That's going to be – because Riley Mills is really good this year, but he has to be more productive on the ball. That's right. the thing holding him back from really taking that that jump to being an All-American type of player is right, just more right. production on the ball. He's super disruptive. It's just you got to make more plays on the ball. That's going right. to be a big key. Yep. Um, Secondary is going to be interesting next year because what's that second safety's position? Who's that going to be? That's that, the, that's, that's, a big, the that's a big question mark because it's actually they're actually going to be more athletic. You know, you took about sure. a Don Schuler and Ben Minnick, and they're still going to the portal trying to find a safety. And you know, they're, they're, they're the safety position will be interesting. You know, cornerback should still be great again. I think Benjamin Morrison's going to be a lot better next year, and then of course Christian Gray and Jaden Mickey and. You know, you got Jordan Clark at nickel. We'll see how he does. You know, some things I like about him, some things I'm I'm a little bit a little bit more leery of him on film than I am of Thomas Harper, but I still see some really good sure. things from him. And uh, you know, so so they, it has a chance, but 
linebacking core is going to take a little bit of a step back next year from a consistency standpoint, but I think we're going to see them make more plays. So like there's a, this defense has a chance to be even better next year, but there's also a chance it takes a slight step back next year and then jumps back up into top five category in 2025. That a chance. Yeah. Again, a chance it could take step back, but again, it could also be better because if the talent, if the talent turn, if the potential turns into production with those young players, the Drake, if Drake Bowens, the Jaden Osbury's, the Bubakar Traoris, the Josh Burnham's, if those guys really break out next year in the front seven, right? Then okay, wow, this defense <laughs> could really take a step because right. there's a lot of ta- there's a lot of talent in that group, Vince. Yeah, a lot of talent in that group. Right. So that's yeah. where I'm. That's where I'm at. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our look back on the 23 defense. And uh, if you missed the offense, make sure you check it out. Uh, We did that on Tuesday. So it's already up on uh, as a podcast. And obviously you can go, if you want to see these beautiful faces, you can go watch it on uh, YouTube as well. No. All right. Well, why would anyone want to do that? You're not wrong. You're you're not wrong. Uh, But anyway, you can go check out offense. We did that on Tuesday. Now we've done the defensive one. So make sure you hit the like button, the subscribe button, that notification bell, share with your family and friends, leave us a, five star review and uh, check out the boards boards at irishbreakdown.com as well as the website irishbreakdown.com always bringing the info to you so you do not you will not be disappointed if you check out either one of those or both spots i promise you Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.